The streets are bare. The snows that have been building for weeks are suddenly gone. But the citizens of Elm Lake are no more likely to leave their homes than they were before. That in and of itself is strange and fills my mind with concern. I have tried to wander the streets myself, searching for any potential human connection, but I'm continually greeted with disappointment. My voice grows hoarse from calling out to my neighbors, only echoes bouncing back to me. I am calling from Elm Lake. That's right, listeners. The snows have gone. It would be wrong to say that they melted away because that would at least have left a lingering residue around for us to observe. Instead, it's like they never fell in the first place. The streets are not just empty, they're dry. No wind blows through the corridors of town. No sounds other than my own voice echo amongst the buildings. Where there was once a steady heartbeat of friendly exchange within Elm Lake, there is now nothing. It is, in a word, disconcerting. The lack of snow isn't the only change in Elm Lake as of late. There are new storefronts that have sprung up along our main shopping area. A coffee shop, a small curio store, a place for people to gather and play games are just three of the facades that I've been able to see. The glaringly empty brick wall stands out even more starkly in light of the new sparkling windows and lights. With all of these new businesses popping up, I would have expected to see people milling about, or at least been able to meet the newest residents who are clearly declaring themselves as the proprietors of these establishments. But nothing. No one else from Elm Lake is on the streets. The new businesses are all disturbingly quiet even though they shine friendly lights and exude a welcoming aura. There's something ever so slightly off about the entire thing, and I've been trying not to linger too long on the main street, instead taking to darkened alleys and exploring more residential areas of our town. I've taken to walking the streets every day since the snows disappeared, and many of the nights as well. 
even though I've been more active than before, it's been more difficult to walk. My right knee keeps locking up, and it doesn't want to display the same range of motion that it used to. Yesterday morning, I clearly hallucinated a similar plastic patch over my knee to what I'd once seen near my stomach. For a moment, it even looked as though my leg was bisected into two separate parts, with a nondescript pin holding it together at the joint. I pushed the thought out of my mind. Even as I could have sworn, I saw the doll left for me in the studio standing under its own power. This is not time to let the mind take flights of fancy. I know that these dolls have clearly captured the imagination of so many within Elm Lake, but to think I'm becoming one of them? So I walk. Daily trying to let my limbs grow agile and free-flowing again. I'd clearly been sedentary too long and was letting the bizarre thoughts take over. I find myself walking past Amelia's house, and I'm tempted to knock. Seeing that there's no laundry hanging outside, I assume that perhaps she's simply gone away for a short time, or that she's been feeling unwell. These unseasonable weather patterns could certainly lead to illness, and I would hate to bother her if she's feeling sick. I turn away, my eyes unfocused, as I let my feet carry me without a thought as to where my destination might be. find myself on the main street of Elm Lake, where I've tried to spend as little time as possible. I see all of the new storefronts with their lights shining out. Lights that don't change their illumination no matter the time of day. I see the blank brick wall, which almost has a shimmer of its own to it. I see the large facade of the glass eye, which has seemingly grown even larger since the last time I walked near it. On the street in front of the glass eye, I see something that I know I should be able to connect with someone, but the information keeps slipping from my brain. It feels like a token, a symbol, something that is clearly a hallmark that I should recognize in an instant. Left alone, on the surprisingly clean street, is a small basket. wanted to leave. I don't even know if I can anymore. Instead of being trapped by something else, I have allowed myself to be trapped in my own home by my own insecurities. 
At least I keep telling myself that they're my insecurities. They sound like my voice, and there isn't anyone else in the house. It's easier to say that I'm whispering to myself about all of the things that I might have done wrong than it is to lend any credence to what could actually be trying to destabilize me mentally. Because I don't want to believe that the doll is doing these things. I've been kind to her. I let her look out the windows. I don't put her in a, into a box. She has her own bed. But I often find her lying on mine when I wake. Believing that the doll could be sentient and perhaps even evil feels like a bridge too far. She's just a doll, a creation of Elm Lake's newest residence, gifted to me specifically. That doesn't sit right with me though. Even when I was trapped inside the bunker, a victim of whatever plan control had for me in their experience, I was never crippled by self-doubt when I found myself rescued. I vowed never to let myself be trapped, least of all by myself. It has to be the doll. I don't want to believe it, but it has to be. When I go to my door, I hear a voice that sounds similar to mine telling me that everyone has abandoned me, or that I've abandoned them, that I'm better off inside and alone, that I can only rely on myself, and that leaving my home opens me up to capture or worse. It's kept me here, locked inside. Even the small creature comforts I once enjoyed, small things to help pass the time, have been left idling by an agoraphobia imposed by another creature. Are Marissa and Samantha here as another experiment from control? Are they the result of my impetuousness when I reset Elm Lake? I wish I could talk to Anthony or Jenny about those events, but my own actions ensured that they don't have any way of understanding what I'd be talking about. I wiped that whole experience from their whole reality, leaving myself as the last one standing. If that's the case, then perhaps I need to step up again. I was the only one to solve the problem last time, and I made sure that I remembered. Maybe that memory is what will help me solve the problem this time. I open the door to my house, looking out onto the street. The noon sun shines down, filtered through bare branches of the nearby trees. I hear the voice in my head whispering again, telling me that I'm being foolish, that the only way I will find and deserve safety is by closing the door again, retreating into my study and my books. It takes all of my mental strength to push it away, and I cross the threshold. As I swing the door shut, I catch a glimpse of my doll sitting in her chair, and I swear she's grimacing at me. I've been held in place before. I'm not going to let it happen again. It is noon. I'm back wandering the streets of Elm Lake. The image of the basket keeps drifting through the back of my mind. I haven't seen it again since that first time, but I can't shake the thought that I should be able to connect it somewhere. I catch an image of rose petals for a moment, but that just confuses me further. I close my eyes. Take a deep breath and continue walking down the street. This morning I had the same hallucination I've had before, this time about my left hand. 
In the hallucination, my fingers weren't articulated, but were instead one molded piece. I refuse to dwell on it. Of course my fingers are separate, and I can move them. Anything else would be completely ridiculous to imagine. And that's clearly all these hallucinations are. Wild imaginings brought on by the isolation I've been feeling. The doll left for me has been the only companion I've had for what feels like ages now. So my mind is naturally assimilating the two of us into one composite. It makes my daily wanderings even more important, as I continue to hope that I will encounter any other person in Elm Lake. I crave that human contact. Someone to look at me and remind me that I'm real. Before I realize it, I'm back on the main street of Elm Lake. The new storefronts continue to twinkle with their welcoming lights. My mind wanders to the aroma of freshly brewed coffee that I should be able to smell from the new coffee shop. But it isn't coming from there. It's coming from the strange brick wall further down the street. Set just away from the glass eye. And all of what, on a busy day, would be the bustling center of Elm Lake's commerce. I hear faint music. It's also coming from the brick wall. I take a step closer and notice a couple of things at the same time. The first thing that I'm able to see is the form of Amelia Ashford, holding herself up against the wall, looking exhausted beyond belief. Even with that, though, there's a sparkle in her eyes. As her attention shifts between a basket on the ground and the face of a woman sticking partway out from the brick wall. How many times have I walked past this wall and never seen the face? Never noticed that there has been someone waiting? The woman sees me approaching and her smile grows broader. Suddenly an arm sticks out from the wall and seems to indicate that both Amelia and I should follow. That she's been waiting for just such a moment. The wall shimmers and sparkles and everything changes. I suddenly recognize Lorraine, who's trying to draw us into her safety. Behind her, the Owl's Nest Diner is waiting. Calling from Elm Lake, episode 41, A Friend Found, was written and produced by Sean Monahan. The voice of Elm Lake is Sean Monahan. The voice of Amelia Ashford is Maddie Stewart. Opening and closing theme is written and performed by Sean Monahan.
All other music written and performed by Matt McInnes. Find out more at machinismusic.com. Thank you for listening to our ongoing tale. If you've enjoyed our story so far, please leave a rating and review. Word of mouth will help us continue to grow and unfold new tales within our universe. You can also join us at www.patreon.com slash calling from Elm Lake to help support us as independent artists carving out our own space in this creative world. If you're interested, you can find us sporadically posting on social media, adding a little extra strangeness to your experience. Things ebb and flow within our own realities. If we don't think about something's continual existence, it may largely fade away, at least from our own consciousnesses. When we find our minds returning to those things, they have a tendency to reappear in order to reassure us about their continued existence. But what about the things that fade away no matter how much we think about them? Those ghosts that linger in the corners of our minds. Within those creations, long-forgotten secrets can be buried, left for others to uncover.